Hey yo, what's going on? It's Flubberdash, the host of the Trainer Lounge, a Pokemon podcast. Welcome to the podcast where we talk all things Pokemon, from the Pokemon anime, the Pokemon main series games, the TCG, Pokemon trivia, all of the news that's happened in the week, and some controversial topics. We hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, have a great day. Peace! Yo, what's going on, man? It's been a, it's been a while since I've done one of these. To be honest, it's been exactly just over two months since the trainer lounge has done any kind of content. Um, a little update before I get into the review of Scarlet and Violet. A lot of things have happened in my life. A lot of things have happened in Wanzi's life. That just means we haven't been able to do the podcast. Um, going forward, I will be bringing the podcast back. However, it will be a solo experience from myself. Currently, Onesie's unable to do any episodes. If I can get guests on, I will. Um, without Onesie, that's going to be a bit difficult. But, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a different podcast as I'm running it solo. But I'm going to try my best to provide, you know, a decent experience going forward. And um, one, once Onesie's sorted and if he wants to come back on, he knows he's welcome to, man. It's not the trainer lounge without him, but... Uh, Let's get into the review of Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Yo, what's happening, man? Welcome to episode 58 of the Pokemon podcast, known as The Trainer Lounge. I'm your host, Flubberdash, um, and it's just going to be me today, man, as you would have heard in the intro. Going forward, it's just going to be me doing the show, and um, yeah, man, we're going to see how that goes until 1Z can either come back on, and if not, you know, I'm just going to keep the ball rolling. Again, the guy knows he's welcome to come back on when he wants. Um, all the love to onesie in the world. Um, yeah, man. Without further ado, I want to talk about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Before we get into the review, um, this review was really, really hard. To I've not wrote a script, really. I, I'm, it's not my style. I like speaking from the heart. I like speaking of, um, you know, just straight up how I feel about the game. Um, and I'm just checking my play activity... It doesn't say right now um, what my play activity is. I'm just going to quickly get up my game time for you guys right now. um, Just to see how many hours I have on my account. Uh, Bear in mind, add on about 7 hours for shiny hunting. And it will be a legitimate amount. So, currently, um, if I can get... Sorry, it's a a bit hard to navigate this this map system. So, right now, I have a total play time of 118 hours. I have found 30 shiny Pokemon, I have completed the Pokedex, got the shiny charm, completed the game in its entirely, Um, yeah, I've done everything there is to do in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, really, so, with that being said, I feel like now is the perfect time to talk about my thoughts and feelings of the game, I will try and keep this as professional as possible, as concise as possible, with my thoughts and my feelings, um, this isn't really a review for people looking to buy the game. If anything, it's more for people who listen to the podcast, who wanted me to come back, who wanted to hear my views, seeming as I haven't really streamed. And obviously there hasn't been an episode for over two months. So we're going to be doing that right now. Introducing the Trainer Lounge's Scarlet and Violet review. So, Generation 9. Um, we Generation 8 was an interesting generation, right? Sword and Shield, the DLC. Overall, decent games. Um, everyone was excited for Gen 9. We were covering the leaks up until mid-September. Pretty much all of the leaks at that point had been out until, you know, the last week before Scarlet and Violet had released. Gen 9 as a generation, it's a, it's a decent generation. Now, by this, I don't mean the game. I just mean the new Pokemon and the new region. Um... The new Pokemon are quite cool, actually. I'm quite a fan of a lot of them. There's some interesting, unique designs that Gen 1ers probably won't like, you know? Um, Some Pokemon that look like a robot or other stuff like that. There's some really cool themes in this game to do with, if you like, forms of certain Pokemon. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into spoilers of the game. But we'll go into that in a bit later. There's some... Really cool elements of this game, man. Some really dope elements that they brought in. The new region is... It, it, it's an interesting take. It, it's an interesting region, Paldea. Um, 
first of all, it's the biggest region we've ever had in any Pokemon game by a mile. Nothing comes close to it. Um, it dwarfs any other Pokemon region. Absolutely dwarfs them. The only other one that could probably hold a candle to it would be Hisui. But that's not really open world. But huge region. Over a hundred brand new Pokemon. Um, overall, a solid entry into the series, to be honest. And by that, again, I mean just the new Pokemon in the new region. As a story, you know, as a basis. Fairly good. But... Um, the new Pokemon are great, the new region's decent. Is it the best region? Probably not. I don't think size necessarily means depth, you know? Um, so so we'll, we'll get into it. So the gameplay loop in this game, um, as a generic Pokemon game, you start off, you know, 10 year old, I think you are. You start off at a school in this game, and you pick your starter between Sprigatito Fue Coco and Quaxley, and you start your journey basically. You meet your rival, you meet the professor, and you start off at this school. Now, I really liked, excuse me, I really liked the school element of this game. I think it added a new element to Pokemon that we've not really had. Um, there were some really cool things that they introduced in, like lessons and really getting to know certain Pokemon lore that you find out at the school. There's books that you can read. That give like some throwbacks. That give some cool information. Um, there's a lot of stuff to look at really. It's, it's it's really in depth in that regard. They did put a lot of work into the school. Um, and I think it's something that's worth looking at. If you're a big Pokemon fan. And you love the Pokemon lore. You love the universe. This might be something that you want to look into it. Um... After the section at the school, the game the game pretty much opens up. It's open world. You get to go and do what you'd like. There are three stories to the game. There is the Path of Champions, uh, the Path of Legends, I assume. So you've got the, um, the, the generic beat your eight gyms, beat the Elite Four, beat the champion. And you're the champion, right? You've got that story. You've got the evil team, if you will, um, story, which is the... Uh, the Team Star storyline, that's what the evil team's called. And you've got the Path of Titans, where you've got to face Titan Pokemon, think Pokemon Sun and Moon, where you had to face Totem Pokemon, very similar to that aspect. And you have to face, I believe, five of them. So there's three different storylines that aren't really connected to each other. You can go and do what you like when you like. You can go to the last gym if you like. You can go to, you know, the very last Titan. It's really open and player-friendly in that regard. And it was a really nice thing to see from a Pokemon game. Um, it was definitely a different thing to see. So, I was a major, major fan of the, this approach to a Pokemon game. It was very open and free. The first two hours um, was quite painful. That It was, you know, the whole tutorial aspect. I kind of just wanted to go free and do my own thing. Um... It wasn't too bad up until that. Obviously, I'm going to be talking about performances and graphics and music and story and all that other stuff a bit later on. Right now, I just want to talk about the gameplay loop. Um, and the gameplay loop in this game is you go out, you catch a brand new Pokemon, you know, you sort out your team, you find new areas, you find new ways to traverse the map so you can open up access to areas that you've not been you face higher level Pokemon, catch them higher level Pokemon, face gyms that are higher level. Um, it's important to notice that these gyms and battles in this game do not scale to your level. So there will be areas that you go, but the Pokemon are just really high level for you. They're just, you know, way higher level. Um, so it's not necessarily free in that regard, but you can train your Pokemon that you've caught from the start of the game. You can train them up and they will listen to you. However, if you catch a Pokemon, let's say you go to one of the last areas in the game where the Pokemon are level 50. If you decide to travel there and then try and catch a Pokemon, which you can do, then Pokemon will then not listen to you. Because you've not raised them from the level that you're currently at. So you, you will need to get gym badges in order to open up um, these Pokemon to listen to you and to have access to them if you will. Um, 
So that's the main loop of the game. You you go and do your own thing. You have to complete these three stories until you reach the actual main story of the game, where the you know where the big story comes in. It's very much like Sword and Shield in that regard. Whereas with Sword and Shield, kind of held your hand throughout the whole game. This game doesn't really do that, but the story of the game comes in basically at the end. But the story's good, man. Like, I'll go into the story again soon, but I don't want to talk about that right now. Um, so yeah, the gameplay loop's decent. <sighs> My problem is Legends Arceus, right? In Legends Arceus, it's fair, it's semi-open world, if you will. It's got like five big areas um, that you that you go on expeditions, obviously. And the catching mechanic on Legends Arceus was brilliant, man. It was so good, but it doesn't return here. Yeah, like it, you have to engage in a Pokemon in a battle before you can catch it. You can't catch it in the overworld. Um, and this disappointed me a lot, man. This really, really, really disappointed me a lot. This choice, again, they could have been developing Scarlet and Violet at the same time as Legend Arceus. So no one can really know if this was an actual choice or it was just how the game was being made at the time. We don't know. You'd like to think the next games will have the Legends Arceus mechanic where you just you don't need to battle them to catch them. It just helps. Um, but it really slowed gameplay down when you had to encounter every single Pokemon to catch them. It really slowed down that feeling of exploration. It didn't feel like it flowed smoothly. And I had a big problem with that. Don't get me wrong. Catching new Pokemon was still fun. It's not like I'm, I'm new to it. You know, we've had to do it in the older games. It's just when you've had an experience like Legends Arceus. Uh, it, <laughs> it's hard, man. It, it's hard not to feel a little bit disappointed in this approach. In addition... Um, to the catching method in this game there is a new battle method you can do called let's go battles what essentially this is is you would send your the first pokemon in your party out and it would come out of its pokeball and it would battle pokemon nearby um it would defeat these pokemon if if you have a tight matchup so if you're way higher level than the pokemon you're facing you will most likely win despite matchup if you're around the same level as them the only way to win is by beating them in, in a tight matchup. So if you pick, if I pick Sprigatito, I couldn't really face the bug type Pokemon that are there early on because Sprigatito is grass. So it, it's a good way to teach people um, type mechanics. You get every time you defeat a Pokemon, whether it's in a battle or whether it's in a let's go battle, they will drop um, materials, and with these materials you can. Use these materials to make TMs, and it, it it's I, 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 okay. I like the idea of Pokemon dropping materials. I think it's a really cool feature to element into the game. Sorry, to implement into the game. But my problem is the way it's used. You use these materials. So let's let's say, for example, you defeat a Chansey, right? A Chansey will drop a. Happiny something, I can't think of what it's called, but it's just materials of a happiny. And you would then use these materials in a TM, most likely most likely a normal TM. And that that's the idea of it. But I would have much preferred the crafting system of Legends Arceus again, where you could use these materials for other stuff, not just TMs. You could use them for items, for potions, for Pokeballs. It, it, again, it's one of them things, man, where... It, it feels like something was missed, you know? It feels like... It shouldn't have just been used for TMs. It could have been used for so much other stuff. Because after a while, you don't really care about the TMs. Because you can find TMs everywhere on the map. You can find items everywhere on the map. And unlike old Pokemon games, the items respawn in this game. You could be running in the overworld and you'll just find an item. Leave the area, come back. You'll find another item in a different space. It's re it's re that that is a pretty cool um, mechanic, by the way. The fact that you can constantly get items on the map and it gives a reason to explore. I really like that. But my point is, TMs are everywhere. Um, I think you should be able to buy TMs separately. I don't think this yeah this material um, 
feature should have been used on TMs. It should have been used for items and you know rare items. It will make you want to seek out rarer Pokemon. I just think there was there was an opportunity that was missed, unfortunately. But yeah, that's the new feature with Let's Go Battles. Um, and it's a good way to train up your Pokemon early on as well. If you don't really want to have to battle every Pokemon. You know, it's an option to quickly defeat the Pokemon while you're running past it. It, it. I think it's a decent implementation of a feature. And they also will not battle shiny Pokemon. So if there's any shiny Pokemon in the overworld. And let's say, for example, their shinies are almost identical. Uh, like Fletchling. Your Pokemon will not defeat the shiny Fletchling. So... That's another way to check if a Pokemon shiny without having to go into a battle every single time. Um, so overall, the gameplay loop's decent. It's it's not as good as Legend Arceus by any means, but it's better than Sword and Shield. For, for one, shiny Pokemon in, in are in the overworld, right? So you don't need to do random encounters. You don't need to encounter a Pokemon. It's very fluent like that. Um... The only other thing that's similar to Legends Arceus is you can throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon from behind and your Pokemon will go into a battle with that wild Pokemon and you will catch them off guard. So you have like a an extra turn to do damage or anything like that really. Um, but yeah, that's the gameplay loop. The gameplay loop for me probably gets like a 7 out of 10. It's not too bad. It's It's decent. You know, I'm not bored of it. But I can't help but thinking something's missing, you know? With Legends Arceus, I had a lot of fun with it. Never once did I ever not enjoy catching 50 Pokemon within 10 minutes, you know? It was a really fun experience. A real, really, really fun experience. Um, but yeah, so a bit of a letdown in the gameplay loop. But exploring the map is amazing. Um, I, I cannot tell you the hours I spent... The first few days just exploring like i didn't do the first gym for like the first two days because of how much exploring i was doing um and again that just adds to the new region it, it's a really beautiful region um again the depth of the region's not great it's it's not um i don't want to say shallow because there is a lot to see but uh, okay I, I think overall it's a good region I think exploring's fantastic. There's loads of different caves you can go in. It's a much better region than what we've had before. But I think, um, as I'm going to go into, it, it could have done with a bit more polish. But overall, um, quite a good gameplay loop. 7 out of 10. Not too bad at all, man. I think people are going to have fun. I think people are going to enjoy it. It's not too bad. My next thing is shiny hunting. Now, I'm a shiny hunter. By trade, if you will. <laughs> nah, I like shiny hunting in the games. I like finding shiny Pokemon. It's a, my favourite thing to do in Pokemon games. It's something that I'm known for. It's something that I like doing. You know, um, soft resets and all that kind of stuff. Shiny hunting in this game isn't too bad, to be honest. There's loads of broken methods like um, making sandwiches, which is another thing. By the way, I didn't mention it in gameplay loop. Because it's not really something you have to do. It's just a feature. But there's picnics in the game where you make sandwiches. And these sandwiches have effects. Like XP boost in different types. Encounter powers of different types. Egg breeding and egg hatching different types. Um, all of these features are at the picnic. And breeding is also locked behind the picnic. Breeding's got a massive overhaul in this game too. Um... So in previous games like Sword and Shield, you would go to the daycare, you would put your Pokemon in the daycare, and then you would run around in circles, wait for an egg to be collected, then you would go and collect an egg. Whereas now, you put two Pokemon that are compatible in the picnic together, and you just sit there and wait for an egg to produce. Um, you have to make a sandwich that's got egg power, really easy, it's not too hard at all. And then for the next half an hour... Eggs will automatically be placed in a basket at a cap of 10 and then you go and collect the eggs. You don't, you know, you can watch a TV show, go AFK. While writing up the notes for this podcast, I was getting eggs from the picnic. So it's a really, really good imp um, improvement on the breeding system. Personally, I really enjoyed that aspect of this game too. Um, obviously, this goes into shiny hunting because breeding's a big part of shiny hunting with the Masuda method. 
I've currently got one Pokemon from the Masuda method. Eggs hatch pretty quick too. So overall the Masuda method's a bit of a better uh bit of a better method this game to be fair. Same odds. The only thing that's uh it's irritating is releasing the Pokemon. There's no mass release, like again, like Legends Arceus, so you have to manually release each Pokemon and it just it takes time. If anyone is listening to this, my advice would be once you've hatched a Pokemon in your party, if they're not shiny or they've not got the nature you want, release that Pokemon straight away. Don't keep them, just release them unless you're planning to wonder trade them for whatever reason. But yeah. The other shiny hunt methods, there are outbreaks in the game. It's very similar to Legends Arceus. However, this time it's better than Legends Arceus, in my opinion. In Legends Arceus, Outbreaks probably had, like, what, 12 Pokemon? 14 Pokemon? In, um, in Scarlet and Violet, there will be, like, six different Outbreaks across the map every day. Um, you can time skip to change them, whatever. You go to these Outbreaks, and the way it works is there'll be about 100 Pokemon, um, of that species. Not spawning at once, but there'll be 100 overall, and you have to defeat... Once you defeat the hundred, the outbreak finishes. Once you get to once you get to sixty of that Pokemon defeated, you will get a massive um, shiny odd increase for that species. So let's say, for example, Pikachu is in an outbreak. You would go to that Pikachu outbreak. You would use Let's Go to defeat the Pikachu easy. You would write. You'd probably have a counter on you um, to count to sixty. Once you get to 60, you can save the game and then just reset the Pokemon by going into a picnic, coming out of it. Um, and it's a really good, again, it's a really easy shiny method. You can use sandwiches to increase the shiny method too, um, which is a whole new ball game. There's a lot of options for shiny hunting, basically. Um, for people who think the sandwich method are broken and the outbreak methods are broken, like busted because you're getting shinies too fast. You've got the old school traditional encounters where you just run along the map and try and find a shiny Pokemon. So there's a lot of options really for shiny hunters. It's a really fun game. Um, however, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of comparisons to Legends Arceus, man. Fuck's sake. <sighs> Legends Arceus had the shiny noise and the shiny graphic. So when a Pokemon was shiny in Legends Arceus, it would make a chilling. It would make that noise, and it would show up as like a shiny sparkle when you encounter the Pokemon. Now, none of that exists in Legends Arceus at... Uh, sorry, none of that exists in Scarlet and Violet at all. So, let's say you're running past and there's a green Hoppip. That Hoppip is shiny, but there's nothing else to indicate that that's a shiny Pokemon. Like, if you were new to Pokemon and you never knew, you probably would just run past it without realising... There's no shiny noise, there's no graphic. The only time there is, is when you encounter it in a battle. And then it would do the chling with the, you know, the, the stars coming out of it. Um, so, that's an accessibility problem. I understand the noise on Legends Arceus was a bit too overpowered. But they could have done a graphic to show that it's a shiny. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are partially blind who struggle, um, colourblind people too, shout out to Chad JI30, um, who might struggle shiny hunting on this game, just because of how inaccessible it is for people with those disabilities, um, or people with those conditions, excuse me. Um, so, you know, I feel like they've really let a lot of people down with not having the Legends Arceus noise in, and... People can say the reason is because shiny hunting was broken. Because people were getting too many shinies on Legends Arceus. But, again, it's overworld shinies. So, there's still going to be a shit ton of shinies. I found a shiny Pokemon within the first three hours of playing the game. And that's one in 4,096 odds. My partner found a shiny Pokemon within the first two hours. You know, I had five shiny Pokemon by the time I completed the game. By the time I had the shiny charm, I already had nine shiny Pokemon. So, the it's already an easy an easy game to get shinies. 
I don't think adding a noise would have made it easier. I just think it would have made it more accessible. So it loses some points for me in that regard. But overall, it's a decent um, game to shiny hunt Pokemon on. So the shiny hunting on this game gets, I'd say a 9 out of 10. and Nah, probably an 8 out of 10. Legends Arceus in comparison would be a 7. Nah, Legends Arceus would be an 8 as well because of the noise. So it, it's it's around the same, really. Um, it's just a bit of a letdown that the noise is gone essentially so gameplay loop around about a seven shiny hunting's an eight out of ten for me right i want to talk about battling real quick i don't need to touch on this too much um battling in the game apart from for story reasons it doesn't really happen you do battles in the gyms obviously you will battle the titans and you will battle in the team star bases but battling trainers is, is completely optional. You, you don't need to battle them. You can run past them. Uh, my partner, she wanted to get all the money. So <laughs> she got an amulet coin. That's an option too. Um, I quite like that, that you didn't have to battle. I think that was a good feature in the game that they did. You know, it was very player friendly in the aspect that you don't have to worry about battling people constantly. It's an option. And they reward you for battling trainers on a route. As there will be someone at every poker center giving you a special item if you battle so many trainers in the area. So, um, overall, battling in this game is interesting, man. The game's really easy, to be honest. Um, if you're going to go for the, the game with one team, you're most likely going to be overleveled by the end of it. Especially, like, my partner, she was, like, 15 levels over the, you know, the final boss. And that's not because she was farming raids or anything. She was just playing the game. It's a really easy game. So the difficulty's not really there. Um, uh, Terrestrializing's an interesting mechanic. I don't mind it, to be fair. I think it's quite a decent mechanic. I'd say it's not as good as Mega Revolution. It's better than Dynamax and it's better than Z-Moves. I quite like it. For those that don't know, every Pokemon can have a terrestrial type. When you terrestrialize, it becomes that type. It will gain that type's advantages and weaknesses. And it will gain that type's stab while keeping the stab of its original types. It just won't keep the resistances of its original types. Really decent mechanic. Um, really, really interested to see how the competitive scene handles this. It's going to be interesting, man. But yeah, battling overall on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um... There's no battle tower, so there's no real way to try out competitive teams in this game, which is a real letdown, to be fair. At least Sword and Shield had that. Um, but this game has no battle tower. It has like an A-star tournament in the post-game, which I won't spoil. But again, that's nothing like... Again, it seems more story than it does for for skill. Um, so it's going to be interesting how they do that. Maybe the DLC will have some stuff like the battle tower, I don't know. But battling probably gets like a 7 out of 10. It's okay. You know, I feel like it's it's like Legends, Ar Legends Arceus is a lot worse when it comes to battling. But it feels like it's an afterthought. You know, it feels like it's... You don't really do it a lot apart from the main parts of the game. Um, I didn't really write this down, but I'll go into it. Raids. Um, ter uh, terror Raids are what they're called in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. First of all, Terror Raids are fantastic. They are fantastic. Much, much, much better than Dynamax Raids um, in Sword and Shield. So much better. You move at your own pace. You don't need to wait for everyone else to do their turn. Um, there are some bugs with the timing of the raid, but it feels very fluent. It's not long. You know, it's not too annoying. The difficulty curves, it is pretty well rounded i'd say um and this is where the battling mainly goes into is the terror raids this is where the strategy goes is the terror raids i've done more terror raids in this game than i probably did in sword and shield not counting dynamax um, adventures so terror raids brilliant really 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 good addition really enjoying them um right now the first event which is the eevee event that's out right now 
Not too bad, man. Not too bad. It, it's okay. The rewards are a bit meh. But um, Terror Raids are fantastic. Really, really, really good addition um, to the game. So I'm really excited to see what they do with that. Hopefully they can do another Dynamax adventure. That would be pretty dope. Um, but, well, Terror Adventure, if you will. Um, really enjoying that. Okay. We are going to touch on the story real quick. Again, I'm not going to go into spoilers. Um, so there's not a lot to really talk about. Like I said at the start of the game, the story doesn't really take effect until end game. There are some characters that are there throughout, you know, the separate storylines, but, you know, it all really comes to a head towards the end. Uh, the story was good. Um, one of the best stories in any Pokemon game, actually, I'd say, maybe not better than Gen 5. Definitely better than Sword and... Um, definitely better than Sword and Shield. Definitely better than Sun and Moon. Um... Definitely better than Gen 4. Maybe better than Gen 3. It's got a good story. Um, there's a lot of emotional moments in the game. Um, that hit me quite hard. That, you know, choked me up a little bit. So, I'd say the story's up there, man. Story's very good. The characters are likeable. They're not too annoying. Your rival's a very good rival this time round. Um, probably the best rival we've had since... Um, I want to say Barry in Gen 4, probably, yeah, probably Barry, the best rival since him, I'd say, um, and the other cast and characters that are in the game, and their stories are pretty cool, I really like Arvin's character, he's got a fantastic, um, story, yeah, I, I think if you, you know, if you enjoy reading, and you enjoy taking your time, and, you know, listening to the characters' backstories. It, it, you'll have a good time with this one, man. I think Scarlet and Violet's story hit it out of the park. Very, very good. Okay. <laughs> i got a lot to talk about, man. All right, the music. I don't need to go into much here. Um, really easy. Um, by the way, the story probably gets an 8 out of 10 for me. Really enjoyed the story. Um, music. Uh, Toby Fox done some of the music for this game, especially the raid theme. Um... There is a lot of a lot of music in this game. Beautiful. Um the music ten out of ten for me. Fantastic. Um obviously better than Legends Arceus, which isn't Legends Arceus fault. That game didn't really have a lot of music because it was you know, it was um medieval, if you will. Not medieval, but um historic, right? It, similar to Breath of the Wild in the ambience, it's not really meant to be a musical piece. But the music in this game's good, man. It's got really good musical tracks, um, some really emotional ones. The way you enter into a battle with a trainer is very good. The way the music meshes together when you go into a Pokemon battle, then back to the overworld, very, very, very good. Um, game Freak smashed it out of the park with the music. Music's 10 out of 10. Easy, without a doubt. Probably the best part of this game is the music, I'd say. Um... Okay, now I'm going to take a bit of a break because this next part is where class everything I've said up until this point as the pros of the game, the good parts of the game, your your selling point, if you will. Um, but the rest of the game, yeah, we're going to get into. <laughs> Alright, I've had a little break. I'm back for part two of the review. The reason why I had to have a break, man, because this part's exhausting. This part, I mean, this review's been exhausting. Again, when there's someone else, um, like if I had onesie, I can bounce off of someone. But when I'm speaking to myself, um, it's hard to have a break about you hearing me breathe. <laughs> so um, I don't want to die, so I apologise. Um, and not only that, this part of the review is, oh, man, it, it's... It's the reason why the final score is what it is. Again, I'll tell you my final score of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet at the end. Up until now, it's been a very, um, a very, I'd say, 
a positive experience, right? Everything I've said so far has been a decently positive, not nothing too bad. Um, but I've saved that till the end of the review. So I want to get into graphics. Um, I'm going to be talking next about graphics and performance and then my overall thoughts. Oh boy, okay. Graphics, um, the game looks terrible. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Um, that may be unfair. There are three parts of the game that look fantastic. I'll tell you them right now. I'm, I hope this doesn't spoil anything. I'll try not to. Um, but there may be minor spoilers. If you want to leave the review now, go for it. There are three areas, four areas that in this game look good. And that's the very start of the game where you start in your bedroom. Um, the, the way the wind blows in the curtains looks really great. Um, the lighting's really good. Um, the terror raids are really, um, really beautiful. Great eye candy. They look great. The physics, the, the graphics, the way you catch the terror Pokemon is really good. Um, they've definitely put a lot of work graphically into the terror raids. Uh... Well, the what's the okay? Yeah, the school is quite a nice area, and um, they've definitely put a lot of work into the school um, of the story that you go to. That's, there's loads of areas in the school that a lot of time went into the school, so that's a nice area. And uh, this is mad. So at the end of the game, once you defeat the main three stories, you end up going somewhere in the region. I don't want to say where. But it's by far one of the most beautiful areas in any Pokemon game. It's gorgeous. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. It's probably the, uh, the the most any area in any Pokemon game has ever caught me. It's just beautiful. It's such, such a perfect area for a Pokemon game. Um, the graphics look phenomenal in this said area. It seems like a lot of work has been put into it. And absolutely love 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 the final part of the game where the story comes into it that being said the rest of the game looks like a bag of shit um that's the best way i can say it that there's not there's no other way i can i can put that other than saying the game looks like a bag of shit um the moment you leave your house the rendering distances are terrible some of the way the houses look are terrible. The roots, textures are awful. The trees look trash. Um, it, it's just not a pretty game. It, it's like Sword and Shield. It, it, it looks a bit better than Sword and Shield. But Sword and Shield look terrible too. So, uh, uh, it, compared to Legends Arts, <coughs> excuse me. Legends Arceus shits all over this game when it comes to graphics. Legends Arceus looked beautiful. The art style of the Pokemon, the aesthetic of the map and the areas and the characters, absolutely beautiful. Um, the main character looks good. The main characters in the game, like the rival, um, your class, certain classmates, you know, the professor, certain key people in the story, they look great. Everything else in the game looks trash. Um, from an art style perspective, the design of certain places look good. But the execution of these areas are trash. Um, perfect example, the biggest city in the game. Beautiful city. Looks beautiful when you're in there. But from afar, the rendering's awful. When you're in the city, some of the 2D textures that are on some of the walls are awful. Some of the textures of the mountains are terrible. Um, some of the lighting in the game is just generically trash. You go into a certain area and the lighting changes straight away. It's really jarring. You can be in a battle, but sometimes your lighting will just go to dark shadow for no reason. Um, there's a lot of graphical bugs in the game. You click through the wall a lot. Not, not through the wall, but... Through the environment, your camera will pan through the wall and you can just see all of the areas of Paldea you're not meant to be seen. You can see under the map just by turning the camera. 
Um, I don't know how to say it. It just looks ugly. Like, the grass in the field does not look good. Um, water is... What, the water's okay, actually. I, I don't have too much against the water. Um, water, sorry. Ah, it, it just looks trash. As I've said, Terror Raids, they, they put all of... They probably put about 100 hours of work into the Terror Raids for graphics because they look unbelievable. Um... Battle effects, uh, sword and shield again. You know, in Legends Arceus, they would go up and attack the Pokemon. In this game, not really. That don't really happen. There's some cool. There, there is some cool moves that look good, but overall, not a solid experience. I'm sorry if you can hear that noise. By the way, my cat wants to be making noise and touching stuff at this time of night. So, I apologise if you guys can hear that. Um, Anyway, let me go sort that out because she's uh, she's been a bit dangerous right now. Give me one second. Apologies about that. A uh, little cut for you guys there. I had to go sort the cat out. <laughs> so, yeah, um, whatever I was saying. Yeah, graphics awful. Um, there's just some areas in this game where I just... It looks like a GameCube game. Um... Mario Sunshine looked better than this game. Shit, like, it genuinely looks like San Andreas on the PlayStation 2, with how bad some of these graphics are. Um, the graphics get a 4 out of 10 for me. Uh, there's some beautiful moments. There really, is, there really is some beautiful moments. But they're few and far in between. Um... It's hard to like this region with, like, the region itself looks beautiful if you were to see it on a map, right? If you were to see it fully rendered. The idea of the region is beautiful, but the execution is shit. Exploring, it's great, you know. Again, graphics have never been a thing for me in Pokemon games, so I've never really cared. Uh, it's... Okay, I'll say I'll say it like this: the graphics of Colosseum are better than this game, in my opinion. That might be a hot take, but I, I just feel like it's better. Um, it doesn't touch Pokemon Tournament. No Pokemon game yet has yet to touch the graphical level of that game. Um, trash. I, I, t I don't know how else to, to say it other than dragging it on. The graphics are awful, man. They're just not good to look at, they're really, really bad, um, and Game Freak really should be ashamed of themselves, like, it, it's terrible, um, look, I like the game, myself, as a person, as a Pokemon fan, I think they're really great games, but I can't help but think they're ugly, I really can't, you know, um, that's just my opinion, uh, excuse me. It would not be the Train Lounge podcast without someone professionality. Um, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. The gra graphics are just shit, man. That, that's all I'll say about that. Graphics get what four out of ten for me. At a push five with some areas. Um, like I said, some areas are ten out of ten. Terror raids ten out of ten. You, the players' bedroom ten out of ten. The final area in the game absolutely smashes it. It's beautiful. Ten out of ten. There are some fantastic areas what look really good. Um, but yeah. Um, something I want to quickly throw into the region, by the way. And I, I don't know why I'm going to say this in graphics. I probably should have said it in the gameplay loop. But I'll just throw it in now. Um, the towns are very shallow as well. Like, the towns look good. Apart from the graphical problem. But the design of the, of the towns are really dope. Especially the biggest town in the game. There's loads of little alleyways you can run through. But there's nothing to do in the town. There's nothing to do. Um, there's no shops you can go in. All of the shops are just menus now. Which I don't mind personally. But all of the shops are just menus. And nine out, 8 out of 10 shops are food places. So, like I said, with the picnic, you would go and make yourself a sandwich and get certain buffs. Well, in the town, you can go to certain food places and buy yourself some food that gives you buffs, saving you having to do it at the picnic. Um, 
and most of the buildings in each town are just food places it's just a menu to buy food that buffs you up in xp or whatever else you want to do um the only interior you can actually go in is a sandwich shop and that's just one of them um there's no pokemon or pokemon center because they're on the outskirts of the towns they're more like gas stations now if you will or petrol stations they're not really even a thing which i don't mind i really like the way they've done the pokemon centers this time around um but the towns are shallow man like like there's no reason to do anything in any town like once you've beat the gym there's no reason to explore you can't go in, into anyone's house like in the first town none of the houses are accessible like in the very first ever town you go into um before you reach the big city no buildings are, are, are you can't go in any buildings at all there's no law there's no you know talking to npcs in their house and getting their thoughts about the re region and their thoughts on you know that there's nothing man there's absolutely fucking nothing to do um uh what was the other thing i was going to say uh yeah it's it just there's nothing to do in the, in, in the towns at all it's very bare bones right once you've done the gym there's no reason to go back to most towns um like in the big city it was like they put all of the work into the school and then just did not know what the fuck to do for the rest of the city the, you know should we just make some menus and you know should we just make some uh should we just make some sandwich shops that people can go into in every single town um there are two new shops called Chancy Supplies and the Deli Bird Presents. They're cool shops. They've got some really cool items in there like, um, you know, your evolution items and some EV battle items. Not the Pokemon, but the effort values. Um, but again, you just walk into the shop, but a menu pops up. It's not an interior. And most of the cities are like this. You know, the cities themselves look beautiful. But the majority of them have no interiors, bar like one or two. But yeah, that that's the only interior most of them have is the registration for a gym. Um, but it's literally like a little mini interior that you register for the gym battle. There's nothing to fucking do in these towns. Um, that was a letdown, you know. The only law really in the games is that the school there's there's not a lot to find out by talking to npcs at least from my perspective and that's another thing i want to mention too talking to npcs you can't the npcs remind me of black and white if you remember in the big new york town whatever it's called castellia is it when you would walk past npcs and a speech bubble would pop up above their head automatically that is what it is in this game you can't I mean, most, some of them you can't. Some of them you can, but the majority of them you can't talk to. They just have pre-made dialogue that they will say as you're walking past them. You know, and they're doing their own thing. Um, but it's... Uh, it, it sucks, man. There's nothing to do in these cities at all. And it, may, it, it, it makes Paldea suffer. You know, it, it's... In Sword and Shield... Despite the game not being that great, there, there was tons of lore about Galar around the region, around all the NPCs you could talk to and, you know, understand the different vibes of the towns. You can't do that in this game. There's literally nothing to fucking do in that regard, right? Um, so that's a bit of a letdown, to be honest, when it comes to that. So the NPCs, you can't talk to them. There's no interiors in the town. Um, quite a letdown quite a letdown but again the game is huge man so i know why i can see why you know like there's tons of stuff to do in the roots there's tons of stuff to do in the open world there's loads and loads and loads of exploring to do loads of items to get you know loads of new puzzles to figure out so it's not like the game's boring it's probably the most fun i've had in a pokemon game in years other than Legends Arceus, but it's just 
lore in a town was always in a Pokemon game, but it's just not in this one. Um, so yeah, but regardless, the graphics are a 4 out of 10 for me, 5 out of 10. Not great at all, um, very subpar for a 3D game. Um, okay, now we need to talk about the worst aspect of this game. Um, and by a mile, if, if you've heard any review or watched any review of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, you will know the performance for this game is trash. Um, there's no other way to put it. It's the worst performing game of any Pokemon game. BDSP ran better than this game. Um, Legends Arceus ran better than this game. This game runs diabolical. It's terrible. It's the worst performing game. Um, not profit-wise. Oh, no, they've smashed that. 10 million fucking copies sold, which is ridiculous. Literally half of what Sword and Shield sold in three years. In three days, they sold. How crazy is that? Um, by performance, I mean frame rate. I mean... Um, the way the game runs, how smooth the game is. So for those that don't know, the Nintendo Switch caps at 30 frames a second, right? Um, it won't go any higher than that, but 30 frames is average. 30 frames is last generation. Obviously, the newer consoles like the Series X and the PS5 can go to 60 frames and 120 frames for the Series X. Um, but the Switch is only capable of going at 30, right? Well... <laughs> Scarlet and Violet barely even reaches 25 frames. The performance of this game is off the scales diabolical. It is terrible. Within half an hour of playing the game, my partner turned off autosave because obviously it's shiny hunting and you turn off autosave in Legends Arceus so you didn't, you know, accidentally fail a shiny. So she turned off autosave at the start of the game. Well, within half an hour of her playing the game, her game crashed and she had to start all over again because she turned off autosave. So if anyone is listening to this right now, do not turn off autosave. It's imperative that you keep that on because this game is unstable as fuck. Um, I crashed, me and my partner crashed between us five times on the first night. Um, since then, I've obviously played over 125 hours. The game file was 118, but I had about 7 hours for Shiny Hunts. Um, and my game's crashed about 30 times in that 120 hours. 30 fucking times, right? Um, that's what? That's like nearly, uh, fucking 1 every 3 hours, Right? That's nuts, man. That's <clears throat> off off the charts bizarre for a Pokemon game. For a game in general, not even Pokemon. For a game to have this bad of a performance is ridiculous, man. It's dumb. The frame rate is awful. Um, and we noticed this the moment we started playing the game. The moment you leave the house to pick your starter Pokemon, you can tell how bad the game runs. Sprigatito, Fuecocum and Quaxley are all running at really low frames the game's just it's slugging along right the best way i can describe it to you is when you connect to the internet in sword and shield in the wild area and your game starts stuttering um well scarlet and violet is that throughout the whole way it's like you're connected to the internet the whole way through the game it never runs smooth it's always lagging um, there are some parts that are a little bit smoother than others, but the whole game is a lag fest. Um, the game doesn't know what frame rates even are. They they have no clue. Um, I made a joke in Max Stream that the DLC for this game will be the Isle of Frame and the Crown Rate, um, just because of how diabolical it is for a for a gaming company in general to release a game in this state is poor. But for the number one franchise in the world to release a game at this at this state is terrible. Um, it has ruined the game for me mostly. Um, the glitches are diabolical. Like it's it's broken. Like it's broken, and it hurts me to say that because I really, really, really fucking like this game. 
Um, like I've said, the gameplay loop's decent. Shiny hunting's great. Battling's fun as well. The story's really good. The music's beautiful. Graphics are pretty much a miss. But whatever, there's some cool moments. But the performance lets it all down. Um, the frame rate's terrible. Let's say there's a windmill in the distance. If you're standing at a fair distance where you can still see the windmill, it will move at like 10 frames where it slowly rotates. But it doesn't rotate smoothly. It just jutters like it was broken and moving every second. It it looks horrible. The first time you play the game, you'll be in the school. And the way the way there's like kids at the back where their legs are swinging at one frame per second it looks terrible like it's really bad um and it's ruined the game experience for me i found it hard to enjoy the game when i was worrying about it crashing i found it hard to enjoy it where it takes me 10 seconds to rotate my camera 360 fucking degrees it's terrible um and i really don't recommend people play it for this reason. Um, if they patched it and the game's smoother, you know, and it, you know, reaches 30 frames, then if it's... Okay, Legends Arceus sometimes stuttered when there was a lot happening on screen, but overall it was a smooth experience, right? Same with Sword and Shield, BDSP, blah, 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 blah. If they reach that level of stability, the game's great. It's fine. Um, but... These performance issues mixed with the graphics make the game look ugly. The game, the graphics can't render in properly because the game's too laggy. So the graphics look terrible because of that. The graphics suffer because of the performance of the Pokemon game. So it goes hand in hand, you know. Um, you can encounter a Pokemon and it will look like it's got a lot of polygons. Not Porygon, polygons. Where the Pokemon looks ugly because the, it hasn't rendered properly yet. Because the game's too slow. The the way Game Freak have coded this game is just terrible. It's awful. Um, my suggestion would be to watch Digital uh, Foundry's video. Where they go over the performance of the game. And um, just see it for yourself. It's really bad. And I think it's it's the best selling Pokemon game ever. Currently. Um, with Well, within the first three days. So clearly Game Freak don't care. They're only going to... They need to know this is unacceptable. It's horrible. Like, some people will think I'm over-exaggerating. But this is cyberpunk levels of broken. That's how bad this is. Not, like, game-ending glitches. But, like, for, for instance, my game crashed the other day. I loaded it back up. The moment I loaded it back up, it crashed again. <laughs> so, <laughs> the game couldn't even start. It just crashed again. Um... Uh, it's again if these performance issues was not there it would be amazing i genuinely would the game rating would be a massive high score with legends rcs because there are some fantastic elements um my partner's had to stop playing the game for a little while because she gets headaches from the lag of the game um there's a current glitch in the game where people believe it's a memory leak and after playing for a long while, like, once you play over an hour long or half an hour, you'd need to close off the game and load it back up so it runs a bit more smoother. But let's say you were playing for four hours and you had to turn your game off every half an hour. Every half an hour. You would need to reset your game eight times in that one play session just to have it running smoothly, Right? That's ridiculous, man. Like, that's stupid. Um, again, the raids work fine. There's no performance issues on the raids. You can clearly tell that's where they've put the money into because that's their marketing campaign, right? Um, I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm just being honest. And again, because I'm a hardcore Pokemon fan, I can look past these issues and still enjoy what I'm playing. But if these issues were not there... I would be sky high in happiness right now. But because they are there, I can't be. The graphical performance, the graphics of Sword and Shield didn't bother me because it wasn't that bad because the performance was fine. 
but because everything takes long to render in, the way the graphics work's terrible, sometimes you'll just be running along in your Pokemon, and the game will freeze for like five seconds. And then you're thinking, right, it's either going to crash or it's going to unfreeze. And it's a, it's a toss-up between the two. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, it's mad. It, it's crazy that this has been let out. It needed, like, a few more months, um, you know, to, to, to fix, essentially. But, yeah, man, um, I don't think this game should have been launched yet now there's a lot of people putting the blame on game freak a lot of people putting the blame on the pokemon company um i don't give a fuck who to blame to be honest i, I just don't think this should be launching in this state it is diabolical um and don't take my word for it man just go and check out all everyone else's review of the game either we're all liars or none of us are um other stuff as well, like Pokemon, just spawning through walls happens. Like, you'll have a Pokemon um, into a wall that you could probably catch, but you'd have to lock onto them. You can lock onto Pokemon, by the way. It's how you do the whole sneak mechanic. Again, I've not really gone over it because it's just the same thing as the gameplay loop. It, it's not much different, really. Um, but you can see Pokemon's names through the wall. And if you start a battle, they will come out of the wall, but... Again, it, it's one of them things where you, Pokemon are spawning in fucking walls, man. It, it's it's ridiculous, to be honest. Um, and it's painful. It's painful how laggy it is. The, the best way I can explain it is if you try to play Minecraft on a PC that can't run it. And you know when you load it up and you're trying to turn the camera, but it's taking long to turn. And it's just stuttering. That's what it's like. Not like a DVD that's damaged and it starts skipping. It's like that. Uh, and it's really off-putting. And it ruins a lot of the... Um, it ruins just a lot of the immersion in the game that you're having. You know, you like, I was immersed within the first two hours. Loving the game. Having the time of my life. Then, oops, an error has occurred. Please close the software. And I'm like, Ugh. You know, stuff like that. It, it just... It's like, what what the fuck, man? Why is that happening? Or when you encounter a Pokemon and it's not rendered properly and that throws you out. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know if Game Freak will fix this. Most other companies would, but I don't know. I'd, I'd like to think they would. And, and I hope they do, but it's really bad. But they've sold like 10 million units in three days. So whether they will or not, man, I don't know. I hope they do. Because that's my main problem with the game, is the performance. Everything else is fine. You know, there's minor gropes here and there about the, you know, shiny noise and some of the battling, you know, the gameplay loops. Sure, they're minor complaints, but I can live with. But I don't think I can play this game like this for the next three years. I just don't think I can. It's not enjoyable enough. It's too laggy. It's too slow. It's not crisp. You know, a lot of people think, oh, we need a Nintendo Switch 2. Now, yes, we do. We do definitely need a new Nintendo Switch hardware. But the first game to launch on the Nintendo Switch, Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is arguably as big as this game, graphically more beautiful than this game, and runs better than this game. There's no excuse. There's... You can't blame it on the Switch. It's it's Game Freak don't know how to make hardware. They don't know how to code properly. Um, or you can blame it on schedules. You can you can you know um, scapegoat it as much as you like, but it's unacceptable. It, it really is, and that's why Pokemon Scarlet and Violet get a six out of ten from me overall. Um, if the performance was not there, the games would be an 8 out of 10. Um, the performance knocks off a 2. The graphics, like I said, I can live... I could, I could do with, do without, I don't care. I don't play Pokemon for graphics, really. Um, but the graphics mixed with the performance is terrible, you know? Um, there's no loading screens for, gra for, for, for Game Freak to hide behind. Uh, well, some loading screens... 
so it's yeah man ah excuse me yeah um you'll hatch an egg and then the pokemon will be like under the map for the animation that's one cool thing though um is when you hatch eggs they will hatch like in the environment where you are and you can turn the cameras they're hatching and see pokemon behind them you know you can do some cool camera things as well like where you pull selfies with your pokemon all that stuff's pretty decent to be fair um but yeah, if the game gets fixed, it's probably an 8 or a 9 out of 10. Um, it's a fun game. My overall thoughts is, I love the new Pokemon. I really do love the new region. It's got its flaws, but overall I love it. The gameplay loop is fine. I'm okay with the gameplay loop. Shine hunting, love it. Battling's fine. The story, I love it. The music, I love it. And the graphics and the performance, I hate the graphics again meh but the performance i hate so much that it's making it below a subpar pokemon game most of any other pokemon game would at least get a seven but because of how bad this runs i can't put it higher than a six i just can't um which is a shame because i love this game i this 110 hours i've had with it so far i've been fun as fuck man they've been so fun and i will continue to play it um but for how long I don't know. Um, but if it does get an update, then it will be a 9 out of 10 game. Because it is fun as fuck. Um, they're thinking of adding DLC, but while it's in this state, I don't see many people wanting to get it. Um, but yeah, it that's my honest thoughts. You know, I love Pokemon, always will do. Um, I love these games. I'm still going to play them. I'm still going to get the DLC because it's worth the money. Even with all the issues I'm having, I still think it's worth the money for me. But if you're a casual Pokemon fan, I don't think you should. I think you should wait until it's been patched or, well, or just deal with the issues, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that's about it, man. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, I am enjoying them. I'm happy they're out. I just think, well, I'm happy I've got to experience them. I just think they needed a bit more time in the oven. But that's all I've got to say on the game, really, man, to be honest. There's not a lot else I really want to talk about on the game. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, too, man. We're back after two months. Well, I say we, I'm back. Um, I don't think it's going to be the end of Onesie. Um, I'd love Onesie to come back on, but obviously he's got his own stuff going on. Um, but uh, we'll see more about that in the future. I really want to thank everyone for listening, um, for showing support. Loads of people who have messaged me as well, or have spoke to me on Twitch or other stuff, telling me that they've missed the podcast and they're excited to see the review. Um, I just want to, uh, just want to have a massive thank you to all of you because you keep me motivated to do this kind of thing. You've you've sparked new motivation in me, so I want to say thank you for that. Oh, I've got a ghost in my room. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, and I just want to thank all of you for that. Thank you so much. But I've been Flabberdash. I will be back soon, hopefully, for episode 58 of the Training Lounge podcast. And we're going to talk some bullshit about Pokemon. All right, peace out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Trainer Lounge Pokemon Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow us over on Twitter at Trainer Lounge. In order to stay up to date, be informed when the latest episodes go live.